makes music. Yo, what is up? How's it going? My name is Blake from Blake Makes Music. Thank you so much for joining. I've got some people in the chat. Thank you for uh, joining us today, even though it's just me, which is cool. Um, anyways, um, today we've got a pretty cool topic of discussion. We're going to talk about how to market your music in 2022. What tools are out there? What's working? What's not working? What used to work that's not working anymore? What could be working later? All of that good stuff. So if you are watching this live, thank you so much for, for hanging out. Um, what I want to do is if you're watching this on YouTube or a podcast, something like that, um, either live or after the fact, go ahead and write in the comments. Um, tell me what it is you do what your music goals are. Tell me about yourself. Start bragging about yourself. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. I read and reply to every single comment that that I get. So thank you so much. And don't forget, please, to hit the subscribe and notification bell. I really would appreciate that. We are one subscriber away from 100 YouTube subscribers, which is in the grand scheme of things, not that much. But to me, it means a lot. We're in the triple digits. It's a, you know, you want to measure your goals like that, which is super important. We are literally at 99 right now until someone hits a subscribe button, which is awesome. So if you are the 100th subscriber, write that in the comments. Let me know who you are. I would really appreciate that. So let me just go ahead and uh, explain the show, the format. What is this? What, why is this guy talking, uh, you know, to a chat room? What's going on? Uh, so this is the Blake Makes Music podcast. It's a weekly show. It's a live stream podcast, meaning that if you're watching live, you get to participate in the conversation. We get to talk to each other. If you write something in the chat now, since I am uh, on screen, you should be able to see the chat box uh, on the screen. It'll probably come up right over here somewhere, I believe. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, what have you, please go ahead and say hello. Let me know where you're from, all of that good stuff. Tell me, are you an artist, a producer? Are you a songwriter? Why are you here today? What's going on? Tell me about what you do and thank you for joining. So um, after we talk about how to market your music properly um, in uh, 2022, we're gonna have an open Q&A. We've got Maurice right here just saying hello, what's up? Um, so yeah, if you talk to me in the chat, that's where it's going to be. If you're watching this later, it's a lot more fun watching live. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, cause you can actually talk to me, get your questions, uh, questions in comments in, in real time. And we have a fun time. So, um, yeah, after we talk about marketing, we're going to do a Q and a section. What that means is you can ask me whatever you want. Hopefully it's music related, career related, something like that. And you can, um, Get some of your uh, questions answered, right? So anyways, um, cool. LJ from Los Angeles, uh, King of the South Bay. I'm a one-man band. I do everything myself. I love that. Welcome, um, uh, EJ. I think it's pronounced EJ, right? EJ, that's a cool name. Welcome to the chat. All right, cool. So what I want to do now is uh, I want to give uh, my two patrons a shout out. I got two patrons. Uh, I've got Josh and Maurice. Thank you so much. Their Instagrams are in the uh, description of the video. 
or on the podcast, depending on what you're doing, you can go follow them. Please go follow them. They make awesome music. Speaking of my patrons, I just want to let you know on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Blake Makes Music, one of the cool things I just released is I released a, um, sp- a an Apple Music playlist uh, submission form, contact list with emails and all that kind of stuff uh, to different people that take different genres of music uh, so you can market your music um, to people that listen to Apple Music, which is awesome. So cool. Um EJ, go follow him. Uh, uh, Rich offers. Uh, you know what? If you watch the chat, it populated on there. If you're watching it live, so uh, go ahead and go follow EJ as well. Um, only 598 more patrons until I could do something crazy and drastic, which I'm excited for. And every time we hit a hundred on that milestone, I'm gonna do a really, really, really awesome random giveaway. So we're going to have like a wheel. It's going to get do a giveaway. You're going to win some dope. And when I hit that number 600, I will be giving away my signature yellow guitar to someone that's a Patreon subscriber. So I'm super excited about that. It's going to be a uh, significant moment in my career. And I'm willing to part ways with the guitar that's literally in my... Uh, my logo. So if you don't know what that looks like, it's literally all over all over my social media. I will be giving that away, and um, I want to give a uh, a quick little shout out to my patrons. I got some soundboard stuff here, so here we go. Random one and yeah, yeah there we go. All right, cool, awesome. Thank you so much. One last thing before we start going into today's subject. Um, about marketing, which is going to be a really connected topic to what I'm about to talk about. I released a book. If you watch this podcast already, you know I already re- you know I re- wrote a book and it's free. So this is the the Modern Artist and Songwriter Journal and Toolkit. It is a free book. Um, it's a free book. It's got 92 pages of content marketing career strategy for musicians. And you want to pick this up. It's the digital version. If you want the the hard copy, it's like 20 bucks on Amazon. But if you go to musicadvice.io, you can get a free digital version. Print out the little sheets that are there. Uh, Here, I'll show you. There we go. Got some songwriting sheets. So this book is is based upon my personal strategy. Um, it's a my. We'll talk about strategy a little bit. One piece of that's going to be marketing, but my personal strategy on making income with your music, building your fan base, and all that good stuff. It's literally all in here, and it's free. So why is it free? Because it's the baseline to this show, and to the Patreon. Right, so we're gonna talk about marketing in a second. Go grab your free copy at musicadvice.io. Thank you so much. And you guys won't believe how many people downloaded this book. I'm so shocked. Uh, I get a notification every single time somebody actually downloads it, and I can't say how happy I am. It really means a lot. And here's the best part when you sign up for the book, some people get an actual text message from me saying thank you. It's my actual phone number and you can chat with me, um, say hello, ask questions, all that good stuff. So go ahead and download that book. It's awesome and I appreciate it and it just makes the community that much stronger. Okay, cool. So today we're going to be talking about um, how to market your music 
in 2022. But before we do that, I want to play a quick ad and then we'll get going. This podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. Having a music website is absolutely the best thing to help you connect to your fan base. You don't want just anybody hosting your website. You want Banzoogle. Banzoogle is made for music makers like you. It's easy, packed full of features, and has everything you need and nothing that you don't. Get your brand off on the right foot with the cleanest looking website templates, zero commission fees, electronic press kits for gigs, tour calendar, mailing list, and so much more. Your website is the music business hub, and Banzoogle gets you there fast and easy. For more info on building a dope website, head over to musicadvice.io. Okay, cool. So uh, we did have some chat going on while the uh, the ad was playing, and I just want to, uh, to make sure that on the podcast, that chat gets captured. So EJ said, I just dropped an EP. Only problem is I do my own recording, mixing, mastering, graphic design, marketing, promotion, shows, clothing, and store all of that good stuff. You know what? Me too. And that's what's cool. We're going to talk about a good portion of what you do. Um, you do everything A to Z. Yes, there's a way to do that. And eventually, when you get to a certain level, um, you'll be able to outsource some of those things. Uh, once you start generating some income with your music, you want to treat this like a business. That is everything that I talk about um, You know, from my personal perspective, treating it like a business. So it's no different than if you were to sell shoes online. If you were to sell music online, it's literally the same thing. All the same business practices are the same. It's no different. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So marketing, marketing in 2022, marketing your music. Um, marketing is so important. And um, it's, it's really one of those things that I think a lot of people don't understand um, to the level that people are... Um, to what people are actually doing. That's what I'm trying to say. So I don't think people are aware of like how complicated and how um, how uncomplicated at the same time marketing is when you start doing it like at like a corporate level. Um, that's super important. If I had to go back in time in the last episode, if you haven't seen it, it's about uh, should you go to uh, to music college? Should you go to college for music? And one of the things I said is I would go for marketing if I could go back and do this again. Um, my job now, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm a social media strategist for for a corporation. That's what I do. So I feel like I've got a pretty good sense of, um, of uh, how to do this, at least on a small level. And for the previous four years, I was a career advisor at a music college and um, I helped artists do this all the time. So um, in 2022, we got a lot of new kind of strategies that tend to kind of work better than others. And I just want to cover all of those things. But first, I need to cover the basics. So the basics of marketing. All right, check this out. So I want to give you the dictionary version of what marketing is because there's some keywords in there I think a lot of people miss out on. So the definition of marketing is the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. Okay, so advertising is part of marketing and research is part of marketing. And so um, marketing is a holistic strategy to, to your career, to a product, to a service. Again, you're not selling fame 
you're not selling, um, you know, you're not selling dreams, you're selling a product. The product is either you or it's a service or it's some sort of experience as an artist. What's in it for the people who are consuming your content other than, oh, you make cool music. That's super important. We're gonna talk about that today. Another thing I wanna talk about is um, the four P's of marketing, which is like from 1950. And I think it's really important we kind of start on the non-complex uh, you know, strategies and stuff, you know, getting all those things out of the way. So the four P's of marketing are the product, right? The price, the place of which those people consuming that product or service are located. So place and promotion. So the advertising, that's the four P's of marketing. Those are the four P's. Those are super important. Uh, and I uh, want to go over how I view marketing for music and um, I'll talk about my own marketing strategy for this podcast, which is a little different than music, but it's kind of connected. Um, I'm always super transparent about what I do and what my intentions are and why I give away free books and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, as you saw, the book is not some sort of 10 page, hey, things you didn't know, basically a blog article. It's an actual book. So um, with an ISBN and everything, like you can go pick it up on and on actual some shelves actually, which is pretty cool. So anyways, um, this is how I view it. I view marketing as solving a Rubik's cube. And um, what's up, Mo? Hey, how, how you doing? Thanks for joining. I view marketing as solving a Rubik's cube. Um, and you know, you ever seen someone solve a Rubik's cube like super quick? It's out of like muscle memory and stuff. And if you don't know the strategy behind that, and I sure don't know the strategy behind solving a Rubik's cube, uh, it looks really impressive. But there are steps you can take, you know, A through Z, uh, that can make your strategy a little easier. But you're gonna have to think outside the box a little bit as you're doing something complex. And the reason I picked a Rubik's Cube is because is this is what I actually um, think about when I'm doing a marketing strategy for myself or for artists is you research. That's the first thing. You have to do a lot of research. And we'll talk about that in a second. You have to make a plan. Um, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Cool. Next. No. You need to make a plan that's very detailed. When I make a marketing or strategy plan for a company, it's at least 20 pages. You know, and, and and not double spaced. It's single spaced, maybe some pictures and graphs and stuff, but it's like, you know, broken down by expectations of quarter, the year, what we're going to be doing, how we're going to get there, all of that kind of stuff. So you should be doing that for your music too. It's super, super important. So research, plan, execute. So executing the plan. And that's not the only thing you're going to be doing because then you're going to analyze what you did let's say that quarter, that month, that week, that year, and then you're going to analyze it and then you're going to change your plan, adapt it, repeat. And you go through this, this um, like a wash cycle almost, and it's never gonna be perfect. And a lot of artists think that their strategy has to be perfect because they think their music has to be perfect. It doesn't. You're better off making the music and you're also better off just marketing, but stopping and thinking and analyzing and adapting, that's the super important part that I feel like a lot of people um, don't get 
because they're afraid to fail, but you almost have to fail. Failing is part of the process. The thing is you have to be able to stop and think about what am I doing that I could be doing better? And if you don't do it, you can't see the 10,000 foot view of what's going on and how you got to where you're at. A lot of the marketing that I've, like, I'm not I'm not bragging. This is because I'm not making any money off this book. I'm setting it at cost, even when people buy physical copies. Um, is I'm thinking about, like, what's my return on investment? What is a, um, you know, measuring my time? You know, if you were going to pay yourself minimum wage to do your own work, would you fire yourself? I can think about that all the time. Like, how productive are you? Um, and then also, like, setting aside the time to really kind of sit down and do it. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about is is that once you make your plan, how you're going to get there, um, I need you all to understand that your content comes first. Your content always comes first. And I'm not talking just about your music. I'm talking about all the stuff that you do that you should be doing outside of music that people are going to be consuming. So what you're posting on Instagram, maybe some YouTube videos, maybe the emails that you write, um, blogs, anything you could think of, that's your content. It's not just your music. It's a holistic approach. So all of that comes first. And a content strategy is not the same thing as a marketing strategy. But if you're an artist and you're only making songs and music videos, you have a bad content strategy. Sorry. If you're a producer and you're only making beats and selling beats, you have a bad content strategy because you're thinking about it in a one-dimensional way as opposed to a three- or four-dimensional approach to what you're actually making. Because what you have to think about is, is like, People will want to consume your content in different ways. Um, and the more of a fan they may become, they may want more interaction. So at a certain point, if someone really likes your music and they can only go past, let's say, uh, a stream or a music video, and that's all you make available to yourself as far as like interactions go, people are going to get burnt out on your content. And you have to think of it like this. It's no different than you have to put yourself out of you know, your own bubble. Think about like your music is no different than a TV show. Your content's no different than a TV show. So if you are watching the same TV show over and over again, um, the way you process that is like, if the story's not changing, if what you're doing is not changing, if the music you're making is not changing and adapting and evolving, you're going to lose your audience. In my opinion, that's what happened with The Walking Dead. Love that show. We got Negan, um, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I think is, is his name, is amazing. And then you get like dragging it out, that whole, that whole arc of a villain out for like seasons. And it's like, give me one and a half seasons of Negan. You know, give me maybe two seasons. I don't need four or five seasons. Let's move on to the next chapter. So you have to think of your content like that. And I digress a lot, sorry, but I, I want to make sure that we're not considering content the same thing as marketing. You're marketing your content, but your content needs a strategy and your marketing needs a strategy. Those are two different things. Okay, cool, awesome. So um, 
merch. Yeah, merch is one. That's one thing, but that's also content too. Um, so you can look at it that both ways. But EJ, that's a good point, and we'll definitely talk about that. So the first thing you have to think about with marketing is the very first thing. What is your budget? And I know that's kind of like, oh, I don't make any money. Listen, whether your budget is $0 or it's a million dollars, you have to know the number. So write it down. If, you're, if, you're, um, if your budget for marketing is $0, that means you know within what boundaries you can operate and what you can and can't do, how you want to spend your time, all of that good stuff. But I would highly recommend that you try to spend, let's say, um, five bucks a day, maybe, if you can, if you get to that point at like an entry point. If you put away five bucks a day, like um, which is not that much, and you just work in cycles. You don't have to always do this. Um, you know, these are marketing campaigns, right? That's like kind of like the 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 title of like your. Um, how should I explain this in like really simple terms? Marketing campaign is like a life cycle of a, of what you're trying to do, and then you analyze that that marketing campaign and make those adjustments. Start a new one. People do them quarterly or yearly, weekly, monthly, all that kind of stuff. So you want to have your marketing campaign. Figure out what that budget is figure out a start date and an end date on how much money you're going to be spending. That's super important. So if it's $0, it's $0. Great, cool. Now you know what tools you can and cannot use and try to maximize those tools. And we're going to talk about all of these tools in a minute. But you obviously you can do more with money and you're going to make mistakes with that money. So in my opinion, it's best to kind of like think of the money you would be spending, let's say five bucks a day, 10 bucks a day, whatever. Um, on ways to straighten out your um, your marketing strategy, if that makes sense, like use that money to fail. You're putting it in a, in a, in a um, like at a casino. You're you're pulling the um, the slot machine handle, and you're just basically throwing it away on the slight off chance maybe you hit a jackpot, but you're not going to hit a jackpot. Let's be real, right? The odds are against you, but it's not about that. You're spending the money to learn. That's it. Okay, so. Uh, the next thing you want to think about is um, is you want to think about who you're marketing to. And most people think when they say m- marketing your music, they're thinking, oh, cool, fans. Yes, fans are super important. Um, obviously, if you don't have fans, you don't have income in a lot of different types of music careers and stuff. But um, you can also market to the industry too. Um, you could spend money on marketing to blogs, playlists. You could spend money on marketing to um, music supervisors, all of those kinds of things. Any type of service like disco, that has a marketing aspect to it. Yeah, it's super important. Experience is key. Uh, EJ, yes, absolutely. Experience is key, but you get experience from doing, and a lot of people are sitting and daydreaming. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. So who are you trying to reach? Are you trying to reach fans? Are you trying to reach the industry? Those should be two different marketing campaigns for two different reasons. But most of the time for today's conversation, we're going to focus on your fans um, because that's a little bit more nuanced. Marketing to the industry, uh, we'll do maybe a whole episode about you know um, getting very specific. So we'll do an episode about marketing your music for playlists, marketing music to supervisors, marketing your music to um, you know people who write articles, blogs, all that kind of stuff. But overall, I want to talk about um, you know marketing in general for uh, to fans trying to get a fan base. 
So you want to think about who your fans are. And EJ said demographics. Yes. You want to think about who are your fans? Where do they live? How old are they? All of those things. But also, what else do they listen to? Who are the other artists that they like? Um, where do they spend their time? Not just physically, but online. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, for example, if you're older um, or you don't adapt to technology and you're a young person or, you know, around my age in your 30s or 40s or whatever, and you uh, maybe you're on Facebook, maybe you're on Instagram, you know, it really depends upon that. But we have to unfortunately stereotype when we're talking about big picture stuff when it comes to like your fan base, uh, not in a negative way, but I mean, in a, in a positive way based upon age. Like you kind of have to think about it like that. So for example, um, let's say somebody is making country music. All right, give me uh, an idea of like maybe what that person's into and then where do they spend their time? Like it's easier if you think about it in terms of like who these people could be, like your ideal fan, 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 potential fan. Um, that's super important. Um, what hobbies do they have? You know, if, if I'll give you a really good example I like to use. Um, if you make punk music, you should be marketing through skateboarding companies. That's an easy one. You know, they're uh, like, it's almost synonymous culture. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing people don't think about is like, you know, different cu- cultures and subcultures and stuff. Like that's what I'm saying. Hobbies is like a really, really good one. Like if you were to think about like, um, you know, what type of music, um, if you made like, um, like, uh, let's say, like EDM versus like hip hop, you know, those people who typically listen to either one may have different hobbies and that's important because that's through products and we'll get to that in a second. So anyways, the next thing you do is you have to get all the information through analytics. Um, You want to do that through like your shows. Um, If you play live, um, you can kind of get a good sense you could also do the really annoying thing, which is going through your own social media and figuring out, you know, cool, who's this, who's that. But the first thing you need to do if you haven't done anything is convert your social media profiles to a business profile so you can see all of that beautiful data. So you could see, like, I'll give you an example. Most of my listeners are uh, skew a little bit male, not too much, uh, but a little bit male. And they're in their um, like 25 to 35. That's typically where my demographic is um, for this type of content. And that makes a lot of sense to me, you know? And they're also usually from the areas that I grew up in. So California and Texas. Now that's starting to expand, which is super cool. So that's awesome. Um, the next thing you want to think about is, is um, what are you offering? What is the value and it, again, this is why it can't just be your music. You have to write this down. Like it, if you can't write it down, it's not worth putting your your mental efforts into. Um, like if you can't say like, if you say like, oh, dope music. Cool, that's what I'm offering. That's what makes me different. That That's not good enough because there's too much dope music out there. That's not going to set you apart. So you have to think about like um, what vi- what value do you have to a potential consumer? And I'm going to show you a content funnel, a marketing funnel in a second. So we're going to talk about that. So what's your value? If you're a musician, what I would say is um, it should be more about 
um, experience and connection. You know what I'm saying? Um, so um, th- that's typically a good approach. Relationship, connection, all that good stuff. Um, yes, Texas representing. Also, uh, what if you combine both EDM and hip hop? You would create a subgenre that could appeal to a new audience, ultimately marketing yourself as, let's say, EDC headliner. Yeah, you could. Um, that would be a, a more niche audience. Um, and that's a good thing in, in today's um, you know landscape. So if you're taking two genres and, and putting them into a, um, a new thing, that's great because that's what makes you different. Not just the fact you make good music. So EJ, you're thinking, you're thinking the way that I'm hoping other people start thinking. If you sound like someone else, you're, it's never going to work. You have to be able to find your sound and you're not going to start out by just, you know, hey, let me pick up this guitar. I'm going to sound like me. You have to go through the difficulty of um, like finding yourself. And you do that by experience, like what we're talking about before, trying and failing and all that kind of stuff, seeing what works and what doesn't work. Um, You know, that's why a lot of people change genres over time, um, especially when they're new. They're trying to figure out who they are, what works and what doesn't work. And it's not because they're trying to please other people. It's more like I'm trying to find my sub, like my niche, which is kind of like a a subcategory of like um, people you could market to. Um, like we were talking about skateboarders earlier, but you can also talk about like a cool, like skateboarders who are also vegans and care about the environment. Okay, cool. Well, let's, we can market to that. That's what you want to identify if you're trying to market your music to a specific fan, uh, a fan base, because when we start going into other tools, we'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, cause it becomes easier. So what you have to think about is, is the better data that you have is going to help you make better decisions. So what I mean by that is, it's like, if you can find out who your fan base is in more detail, you can start doing better things like, what ads do you buy? What um, what podcasts do they listen to? Where are they located? That's one of the P's, right? Place, that's super important. Um, so we had another um, comment here. I have a hip hop rock and roll song that I'm about to drop. It's lit AF, got to be versatile. Yes, absolutely. And here's why this is important. This is um, in any um, like uh, culture change, right? Or subculture is going to have a sort of like movement. And now we've kind of fractured that. It used to be like, um, let's say like in the 90s, there's like all these different sort of like um, like uh, culture movements, you know, the grunge movement. And um, there was like rock and roll, um, <laughs> yeah and uh all of that stuff and now we have the internet um it's uh it's super important because now those things are fractured and we have like so many different really cool subcultures and uh maurice yeah uh i broke your mold i'm 63 years young yes absolutely you, you that's that's what's up you know uh you can't put everybody in a box you know what i'm saying in terms of marketing but it does help you focus on what where you're putting your 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 products you know what i'm saying and uh, yeah, you're welcome for sharing all the knowledge. I'm happy to do. I really enjoy doing this. So, um, so what you want to think about is like the value should be from from a con- from like a a musician standpoint 
is like you should the more you sound like nobody else the the easier it's going to be to market your music because then i can't get your content from anywhere else you're the only radio station in town that plays that kind of music that's what you got to think about so if you sound like every other artist in your genre it's going to be harder for you to market and harder for you to be successful so you're better off being different weird kind of um you know, a better, um, more focused, refined version of yourself than trying to copy what other people sound like. That's a horrible thing. But here's the important thing. This is why you can't be overly versatile either because there is some um, some truth in if you're putting out all genres of music, you know, like jack of all trade, master of none, you're going to make a lot of people pay less attention to you as you're making that content. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's harder to market if you make too much of a different kinds of music. But if you find your thing and you stick to it and you exploit that lane as hard as you possibly can, that's super important. Yeah, abstract is another one. Um, you know, I, I appreciate everybody chatting. If you've got stuff to say in the chat, like that's great. Um, so really, really start focusing on you. That's why I talked about content strategy and marketing strategy. So again, let's go back to marketing strategy, which is super important. Um, so now here's what you want to do. You want to create the good old marketing funnel. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen for a second. Um, just bear with me. Actually, this is a, um, cool. I just want to make sure it's there. This is a marketing funnel. All right, so I'm going to explain this in a second and how you can plan backwards and forwards and all kinds of stuff, and this should be part of your strategy. So what you want to think about is, it's like this funnel, as it moves down, this is like less and less people will make these different decisions. Um, so I'm going to equate this to going to the mall and stuff like that. So awareness, that's the first one. If you're listening and you're not looking at this, it's a, mar it's a funnel broken down into different tiers. So there's awareness, then consideration, and then conversion, which is the sale, and then loyalty, and then advocacy. Okay, so let's take this for example. Let's talk about shoes. All right, let's say you open up a shoe store because I want to make sure that we be very, um, um, you know, very focused on the fact that this is a business. You're running a business. So as you are... Um, making music it's really hard to take yourself out of that because it's really special to you um, it's your music it's your art but remove yourself from this for a second and let's just replace the strategy with shoes because that's people love shoes people need shoes people need music it's you know not a perfect um, analogy but that's what makes it so perfect because it's not that okay cool so let's say we're starting up our shoe store um, we're gonna sell like sneakers and everybody sells sneakers, but we're going to sell sneakers. Um, so we're going to open up our shop in the mall, a little kiosk or a little uh, like a storefront, like the size of like a lids. You know what I'm saying? A little little storefront. We've got like um, a few different styles, some clothes and all that kind of stuff, but we mainly sell sneakers. I'm using these these uh, these words very carefully. I'm hoping you're catching the uh, the analogies and stuff, right? So we sell sneakers, but we have some other things like hats and clothes and stuff, but 80% is sneakers. So as someone's walking through the mall, they look at your store and they are aware that your store is there, okay? But if they're not wanting to look at those 
any of the stuff that's in your window or your shop, they're not going to walk into the store. Okay, so the minute they walk into your store, they're now in the consideration phase. They took time out of their day. They've considered, hey, I wonder what you've got in here. Looks interesting. Let me take a peek. Awesome. And then if they buy something, they are converted into a customer. Very important. And notice how less and less people, you're not going to have more customers than you have people who are aware of your business. That doesn't work that way. That would be, that's mathematically impossible. Um, But then a very small portion of your customers may be returning customers. Maybe they come back, things like that. And even smaller, some people out of those loyal customers will become advocates. Those people are what we call super fans. Okay, cool. So a super fan, if you don't know, those are people that will give you money for everything that you do, preach to the audience of like, hey, yo, this person's awesome. These shoes are dope. Um, This is the best store. They've got the freshest sneakers. It's like nothing else. They're so cool, like that kind of stuff. All right, now let's remove all of what I just said about shoes and let's replace that with music. All right, cool. So um, there are many different scenarios we can apply this. This is just a, um, a way to explain something. And if you're typing in the chat right now, I'm so sorry. I cannot see you because I'm looking at my personal uh, my computer screen. Um, I'm going to move this around. There we go. Cool. Awesome. So, um, so now we've got music. All right. So let's say that you are on a radio station on Spotify and you're listening to some music and a person's um, music uh, comes on. All right, cool. I'm just kind of brainstorming here. We can apply this to many different things. Um, And so now I'm aware I've heard the music. That doesn't make me a customer, even though you got, you know, three tenths of a penny for streaming. You're aware of the customer. You're aware of the music, right? The customer that's the listener. And then let's say the next action is they click on your song or they save your song. Okay, cool. Well, that is an action, just like walking into a shoe store. They took time out of their day, even though it was a lot less effort, um, but a lot more crowded uh, mall, if you get my drift. And they go into your world. Now they're on your profile. Okay, cool. And they click through from your Spotify to your Instagram. Now they decide, just like a sale, are they going to follow you on Instagram or are they going to not follow you? If they follow you, they've been converted into a follower, not a fan. Okay, cool. Now, if they go through your stuff, let's say... They, um, later on, they listen to all of your music or a good portion of it. They like what you're doing. They talk to you. They're mentioning you in the comments. Like, yo, this is dope. Love the new music video. Awesome. Now we're in the loyalty phase. These are people who are now um, participating in the conversation. Now, the difficult part is getting down to the people who are advocates, the super fans. The super fans will tell everybody about what you do. Um, my first Patreon um, subscriber, uh, Josh, please follow him. He's in the comments. Um, t- tagged me in a merch post. 
he got the coffee mugs before I did even. That's how that's how awesome Josh is. And uh, he tagged me. He was like, yo, cool. Check out Blake. He's going to give great advice and all this kind of stuff, which I sincerely appreciate. That's why I want to make sure I take care of my my fans. Um, Josh, at this point, I would consider an advocate, a super fan. Um, you know, even though I'm not making music in this context, I'm providing a service, which is different. So that's what you want to think about. And um, I will make one of these for my um, Patreon members where I'm going to have um, different content and marketing funnels for different types of situations. But you can also do this awareness. Like if you, let's say you, let's say you have an ad for like, let's say your merch. Josh, absolutely. Yes. The man. Thank you so much. That's my first Patreon subscriber, guys. Love it. Um, so let's say you're pulling an ad on Facebook and you're selling merch. Cool. And it's your music merch, right? Awareness. Cool. If they click on that merch, on that ad, it's consideration. If they buy something from that ad, they've been converted. If they sign up for your mailing list, they have loyalty. And if they share this with their other people and other you know people in their lives, they're an advocate. Piece of cake. Super straightforward. So I want you to think about this marketing funnel. Just Google marketing funnel. Then you can find this uh, or different versions of it. And um, you can think about how it can apply to concerts, all kinds of stuff. And then you make your strategy based on this. And here's the little secret that a lot of people don't, uh, don't think about. You always want to plan for a 1% conversion rate. That's what you want to plan for, which sounds horrible. But then if you plan for a 1% conversion rate, you can start thinking about, okay, if I'm going to get 1% of people, so out of every 100 people that see my ads, see my store, hear my music, are going to make a purchase or become a fan or follow me on Instagram or what have you, then how many people do I need to expose my music or my product or my service to in order to hit my goals and my marketing strategy? Okay, that's where people start to fall off on the marketing strategies because now they have to do math. And I used to hate math. I used to be bad at it until I started uh, applying math to uh, making money. And then I love math, which is, you know, so it's such a nerdy thing to say, but it's helpful. So if you're going to get a 1% conversion rate and then you've got a, let's say a two to 5% um, loyalty or advocate rate, now you could start planning out how much money you want to make and work backwards. It's literally that simple. I'll give you an example. If I need 600 people to be Patreon subscribers, and that's from a 2 to 5% of the people who are actively participating in, let's say, a podcast, and 1% of people who I market to uh, are interested and participate in the podcast, how many people do I need to expose this podcast to and my free book to in order for me to hit a 600 Patreon subscriber mark? That's where the math kicks in. You know what I'm saying? So um, super important. All right. So I want to talk about the different types of marketing in 2022, some that work better than others. So I'm going to come right out of the gate and tell you the best one. And this is why you need to have a budget if you can. And you can start small without a budget if you want, but put your money into your marketing. That's why you need to start small. Um, cool. So um, IMD Entertainment 
uh, says, in, in my bag entertainment, it's, that's pretty cool. Uh, what should I do if a music group is uh, hit me up offering to help build my brand? Okay, like, all right, cool. We're going to save that in just a second. But that's a really good question. So stick around for the Q&A for that because I definitely will answer that question. Um, so let's talk about types of marketing in 2022. The very first one that's the best, influencer marketing. It's a type of marketing, meaning I pay someone to read a, you know, you, we hear them all the time in, in YouTube and podcasts and stuff. So I'll give you an example. Let's say... I've got, uh, here, I'm going to pick something up, a company that just started out, and let's say my podcast has a lot more viewers than it does now, right? Um, then they sell guitar picks, and they know I'm a guitar player. So they do research, they find out like, oh, yo, Blake is a guitar player. His audience, a lot of them play guitar, would like to play guitar because they're musicians, maybe. We should probably pay Blake to do a spot uh, for guitar picks. Now, how much that cost? Not much for me because I'm starting out. But as you start getting and bigger podcasts, bigger um, you know communities and things like that, that that ad means a lot to that company. So as a musician, there's lots of different ways to do this. You can actually pay people on TikTok to do a dance for your music, and that's a way to get influencer marketing. You could do this on Instagram. You could do this on all kinds of uh, places. And it's more of like kind of like paying a fan, paying for someone to be a fan, but it's not really what it is. Um, so anyways, um, EJ, in Los Angeles, it's hard to market in your immediate environment due to the level of thinking of individuals that are not able to see your vision, but local marketing solidifies a core fan base. Absolutely. And I moved from Los Angeles to Texas um, when I moved there, I had a different understanding of music that I do now. And, um, another thing is, is you're never going to make it in your hometown. No one's going to take you seriously. So everyone in the chat right now, not one person's of what I consider, like before I started music, a friend or a family member, I would imagine even my parents and my wife are not watching right now, which is great because I got you, you people. And I'd rather have that sort of organic connection. So that what I'm saying about that is, is that, you know, you don't want to market to the people you already know because they're never, they're always going to be you. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like a uh, putting on a mask and, and becoming somebody else. It's just how it is. So, anyways, I digress. Uh, um, influencer marketing is the number one marketing right now. There are tons of different platforms, and what I would recommend doing is I would sponsor a show for a podcast or what have you, spend 50 bucks, something like that, a small podcast, and say, hey, I just dropped this new album. It's coming out in a couple months. I would like to sponsor the show for a quick shout out. That's a really, um, uh, really good thing to do when you're starting out. That $50 will go a lot further for you than, let's say, putting $50 and exploring into uh, into like uh, Facebook ads, which are still really good um you know, platform for, for marketing. So the next thing is affiliate marketing, which is a subcategory of um, influencer marketing. Affiliate marketing, that's something that I do. Um, the musicadvice.io website is all of my affiliate links. 
So I'm sure if you consume media at all, you know what that is. So it's like, cool, enter the promo code, you know, Blake, whatever, whatever product, and you can get 10% off. It's just like that. It's a way for creators to make income from companies in order to convert them to leads. It's that awareness part of the funnel that I was talking about earlier. It's super important that um, you think about, uh, again, research is a big part of marketing. Who can you afford to pay and how much and who are their fan base? It's not just about your fan base. You have to research other people's fan bases in order to cross promote. It's super important. Um, Another one. Here's a really good one. Podcasts. So going on podcast um, is a really good way for you to promote your music because it's not about your music. It's about you, your personality, all that kind of stuff, right? It's about you selling an experience. You're selling a relationship, which is super important, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. So um, I've got uh, uh, Mo D. I don't feel bad now because I no one takes me serious in my hometown, Brookhaven, Mississippi. You know what? Love Mississippi. I lived there for three years. My parents, my dad is from Mississippi. I've got half my family there. Um, but yeah, don't feel bad about not anyone taking you seriously because you're always you to them. You're never that person you have to pretend to be, um, that exaggerated persona of yourself. You're never that. You're always the cousin, the son, the dad, whatever, you know, the friend. You're never going to be that superstar to them because they already like you. You don't need to win them over. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they'll start believing you when, even after you start replacing your own income with your music is when they'll start believing in the fact that you can actually do this and you're someone, uh, not different, but someone who, who does this for a living. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I have so many stories about that. Uh, it's Maybe I'll cover them on a different podcast or maybe in the Q&A or something. So... Um, Sponsorship marketing, it's all the same thing. That's more of you receiving stuff too. Um, you know, if I was sponsored by uh, the guitar pick company, I'm using them in all my shots, all that kind of stuff. The ways that you could sponsor other people's content is providing content to their content. So providing the music is a way of sponsorship to other YouTube channels and things like that. Um, San Angelo, Texas, love it. Love it. Um, that's not too far from where I'm at. I'm in uh, New Braunfels green, green area. So yeah. Um, thank you for those comments and we'll keep it going. Continue to chime in. Um, yeah, please go ahead and link up and talk. I'm always available. And if you download my book, you may get a text from me, uh, just as a thank you too. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So another type of marketing here, we, here we go. Here comes the fun stuff. All right. So Email marketing and SMS marketing. Again, this is what I do, and I do this through giving away my book. I'm always honest, okay? So my book, I spend a lot of time reading it, uh, sorry, writing it, a lot of time researching stuff, and um, I spent more time writing it than I did reading it. Well, duh. So um, so anyways, I, um, I really, really want to emphasize this. Building a contact list is extremely important no matter what kind of marketing that you do. So how you do that is, is like you do this through networking or, or you could do this through different services that, that will charge money, um, to give you, um, to give you a contact list. 
Some people are okay with you selling their information. Some people aren't. As long as you go through the opt-in, it's all good. It's all clean and they can always unsubscribe. So, um, yeah, uh, I already downloaded your book. Thank you so much. I hope you like it. I hope there's some good stuff in there. That's the foundation. I want to write another one. I'm going to. I know what the subject matter is. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I really appreciate that. And yes, New Braunfels is beautiful. They got Schlitterbahn, all that kind of stuff. My place is in green. That's where the studio is going to be. This is my parents' place. We're here because we moved and we need the house. It's not done yet. I got renters in there. So email and SMS. This is the best thing you can do. I'll give you an example. Uh, Some of you may have gotten an email when I went live. Awesome. You sign up for my mailing list. You download my book, whatever that may be. So now I've got you my contact list. You can always unsubscribe if you don't want it. I don't send a lot of emails just... Like I, I really don't. Um, and then the text marketing is kind of the same thing. I take a different approach. I, I do it more of like a networking kind of approach. Uh, I do both. So I do like, if you download my book, it triggers an automated text, which I'm sure if you got the book, you know, it's like, hey, thanks for downloading the book. Just in case you need um, the um, Patreon link, here it is. It's a no pressure kind of thing. It's more of like, if it mentions it in the book, you get other things from it. There it is. You don't need the Patreon, but it really does help. Um, yeah, I've downloaded, but I need to read it ASAP. Ninety-four pages, and that's awesome. Yeah, it is not. A, it's not one of those freebie sort of ten things you didn't know about music marketing things. It's a. It's a hefty. It is basically a music strategy book. Um, that's very specific. Half of it is information. The other half is for you to fill in and and, and keep yourself accountable for making music. Um, I'm really proud of the book. It's my first book I've ever written and I can't believe how many people have downloaded it. It's been amazing. So thank you if you did download it. I really appreciate it. And if you did, please write me a review on Amazon so more people can download it. That would be amazing. That'd be so helpful. Um, I've got one good review, I think. I have, it's one review. I don't have bad reviews yet. So that's good. Um, Anyways, um, so SMS marketing, I do that. And also, when I get the number, I send one text. Hey, what's up? This is Blake. Thanks for checking out the book. This is my personal number. I hope you're having a good day. That's actually my personal number. You can text me and stuff. You can call me, all that good stuff. And why am I doing that? Well, I'm doing it because networking is a type of marketing if you're doing it in the right way. So for example, now you want to, you, I, I'm trying to establish trust with people. I'm not trying to just throw content at them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so that's, what's really important. I'm offering value. Just like when I'm saying, make your content or experience offer, offer value. So I would encourage everybody here to, um, one thing you could do is offer value to your super fans. Those people at the very bottom of your funnel by creating a Patreon, what can you do um, to offer more value to win those people's attention over? Participate in your community, all that good stuff. Um, uh, I I am uh, B Entertainment in the ba- in my bag Entertainment. I love that name. Um, in depth and descriptive, exactly what I needed. And thanks, we'll write a review after reading. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Um, but here's the thing. I want to talk about networking again with, as a marketing strategy. Um, emails, phone numbers, all that kind of stuff. That's obviously super important. And we're going to talk about how to utilize that in a minute. Um, but there's a difference between blasting a message and creating a relationship. 
So here's what I don't like to see, and it really bothers me. Um, and I'm sure everyone here has gotten this automated, you know, DMs on Instagram and Twitter. So frustrating. You never take it seriously. But if someone hits you up and tries to have a conversation with you, that's a much uh, easier thing to do and a much easier thing um, to digest as someone who's consuming that marketing. And you establish more trust that way. So for example, if you make songs and you want listeners, the worst thing you could do is to just start messaging people your song. Like, hey, check it out. Can you hit me up? You know, uh, that's so tacky. Um, uh, thanks for real love on the name. Hey, Blake, do you mind if we give your uh, ebook away for signups? Maurice, if you, anybody, if you use the links, I would just encourage you to, um, if you want to give away my book, please do. Um, uh, yes, you can do that. Uh, just please, um, make sure you use the same link that, uh, you were given, uh, to sign up to begin with. It's on my website. So you can give them, um, the blakemakesmusic.com website. It's, they just click the picture of the book. It takes them right to that sign up form. And we'll talk about sign up forms too, because that's been, uh, I think one of the best things I've done. And I'll talk to everybody about what platforms I use for marketing, because it's been a game changer for me. Um, so another thing you could do teaching, that's a really big one. Uh, teaching is a really good way to establish trust. Again, it's trust. That's the, that's the implication for I'm trying to talk, I'm, that I'm trying to, um, to get across here. Trust is part of your, should be part of your marketing strategy. And like not a lot of companies do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's really important that you do cause you're a person and you want to establish trust and dependability and all of those things. Um, so anyways, I appreciate everyone saying they're going to share my book. You guys are amazing people for real. Um, another here, I'm going to get, uh, we're going to get to the meat of the, the tools and all that kind of stuff here. Are the last two ways, um, the last two types of, uh, you know, successful types of content, uh, marketing, uh, blogs and vlogs, blogs and vlogs with SEO strategy, search engine optimization, I'll give you an example. Um, if you had a website, and I'm going to do this on my website too, uh, where I'm going to write music advice articles, right? So that's going to send links, things like that to um, to my page, to check out the podcast, all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to be developing um, articles based on searches. What are people searching into Google recently? What do they want to know? That's a type of marketing strategy. So um, if you type in Google, like most people ask Google questions or type into YouTube, how to do this, how to do that, that's a really good one. So I'll give you an example. If you're an artist, again, teaching was one of those um, those platforms, one of those, sorry, one of those types of marketing uh, strategies for 2022. So you can combine those between a vlog content marketing, SEO, all that kind of stuff, and teaching. A lot of producers uh, have a lot of successful videos on um, you know, how to make beats with Splice, how to do this, right? All of that kind of stuff. Google Trends, absolutely. We'll pull up Google Trends. I've done this before, I think on a, uh, two podcasts ago maybe. Here. I'll do a little screen share here. 
All right. Cool. Google Trends. So what you want to do is this is a really important thing to use for your content. Um, so I'll give you an example. The title of this is um, Marketing Your Music in 2022. That's a search term. That's why I titled it the episode the way that I did. So if you want to do, let's say, how to use Ableton Live, I don't know. Like think about maybe you're a producer that um, – your audience could be also be musicians. That's totally a normal thing. Um, so now um, you can see what states search how to use Ableton Live, California, Texas, and New York. That's pretty interesting. Uh, related topics. And then how to use Ableton Live 10. And you can start clicking through things. And then you can also say how to use Splice. Okay, here we go. So now you can see how to use splice is a much more um, uh, search term than how to use Ableton Live 10. So you can start making content and articles based off that and then linking to your music, all of that good stuff. Going back to the fact that people are going to be consuming your content this way. So if they see, hey, cool, how to use splice.com as a way to make music, that's your awareness. And then consideration is they watch the video. Conversion is like, let's say you say, hey, if you want to check out my Spotify uh, playlist, it's in the description of the video. I do this in my videos all the time. Conversion, you click it, you check it out. Loyalty, they listen to it. Advocacy, they share with other people. Piece of cake. It's all straightforward, all simple. So you want to think about these things every time you make content, how it's going to be marketed, all that good stuff. So Google Trends. And the next thing... I'm going to talk about our tools. So we're going to talk about tools in a second. I am going to run an ad real quick, affiliate marketing, right? Uh, I'm going to run an ad real quick just for 30 seconds. Um, and then we're going to talk about some really awesome marketing tools. Some are free, some cost money, and uh, specifically what I use. So we're going to do that right now, and um, we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Coinbase. Everything you were taught about money in public school was wrong. The system wants to keep you poor too. It doesn't have to be that way though. With Coinbase, you can buy and sell crypto with ease. It's so easy, even your mom can do it. Coinbase will even pay you in certain crypto to learn about new tokens for free. Do a little trading and you can even unlock the Coinbase card, which allows you to buy regular items using crypto or dollars and get back rewards in various cryptocurrencies. It's a no-brainer. Part of being successful in life is learning how money works. No one got rich from a savings account and a minimum wage job. Let Coinbase teach you how it all works. Blake Makes Music is not a financial advisor and all the financial information is purely for entertainment or educational purposes only. To find out how to get $10 worth of Bitcoin on Coinbase when you sign up, check out musicadvice.io. Okay, cool. Welcome back for the people who stayed, which is basically everybody. Thank you so much. Um, cool. So let's talk about marketing tools. I'm going to come up with a couple easy, easy ones that I think everybody should have regardless of budget. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, um, the first one is, is, um, landing pages. So what is a landing page? A landing page is just a quick thing that you can send people. So they have like different links and places to find your content, link tree, all that kind of stuff. But the best one, if you're making music 
is that DistroKid hyper follow page that you can now fully customize, which is amazing. That is a page you can send to market out. That's a tool. You're marketing out your content. It's a tool to do that. So you can send that via email, text, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's something that I highly recommend you do it for every release. And that's why I always believe that you should be making singles instead of EPs and albums, at least for the first, you know, few, uh, years, like you're better off making a, um, a 12 song, e uh, album and, and just doing one song a month for a year. You're much better off doing that because you have more chances to market to people for people to open up that email, uh, add you to that playlist, all that kind of stuff. You have more chances. Um, another one is a website because you can market your website online. That's super important. So those are kind of like staple things. Now tools, here's, what's been a game changer for me. Okay. So I want everybody to write this down. I'm going to write it in the chat. So it's on the screen for everybody. Send in blue is a CRM, a customer relationship management software. That's what that is. Okay, send in blue. I don't have an affiliate link for this, um, but let me uh, write it here. Send in blue. Send in blue. Google send in blue. That is a customer relationship management software and email marketing campaign software. It is amazing. I cannot say enough good things about it. Um, you can do some crazy things marketing wise with this. And it's a really cool thing you could do. Um, and you don't have to pay for this, the big subscription. I, I don't, but you can get 300 free emails uh, a day, unlimited contacts. I like it better than MailChimp as an email client. I think it's incredible. And I haven't even, I haven't even pulled the trigger on the marketing, uh, the big marketing project yet. I've been doing little campaigns. So send in blue. It's a way for you to track who is responding to your content so in a way that you can um, digest all that information that you get from that person, let's say an email, phone number, um, you know, profiles, all that kind of stuff, and label them on, based on that funnel that I showed you earlier. Where are they? Are they aware? Are they considering? Are they a consumer? Are they loyal, a loyal listener? Are they an advocate? Are they a super fan? And then what kind of content are you going to feed them in order to make a decision? Do you know what I'm saying? It's super important. Um, so now send in blue is uh, my recommendation. Um, another one is disco.ac. That is, I do have an affiliate link for that. So if you want to go to musicadvice.io, the disco um, um, button uh, will send you to their platform and you get a little bit of a discount, which is pretty cool. That's a great platform to market your music to the industry, which is different than marketing to your fans. Disco is great because it catalogs your music, uh, enter all the metadata. Maurice uses it. He knows about it. Um and I, every music supervisor that I've ever spoken to uses it and loves it. And it's how they receive music. But it's also a killer email marketing campaign for playlists, uh, campaign tool for playlisting. So I would highly recommend using that. Um, if you pay for the service, uh, I think it's like 30 bucks a month for the big, the big, um, the big, you know, suite. Um, 
it's unlimited contacts and emails, but you can start dropping in those things. Like when I put on my Patreon, like the contact list, those are the, those are the, the uh, perks that I'm using for my whole ecosystem for showing people how to really do this. So if I drop a thing on my Patreon saying, cool, here are, um, let's say hip hop um, playlists on Spotify, you wanna drop those email lists, those emails and the phone numbers and the names, all that kind of stuff, all that stuff that's in there on my Patreon into Disco, create those contacts and now every time you release something, you can submit to a playlist via email with a click of a button as opposed to having to go on to um, you know, uh, these playlisting websites and stuff. You can just click campaign, boom, send it. Disco.ac. Um, there are also a, um, a lot of music promo services out there, which I'm gonna talk about in a second because we had a question up here. Okay, I wanna answer. I want to talk about this. Uh... All right. From In My Bag Entertainment, here's the question. What should I do if a music group is hitting me up offering uh, to help build my brand? All right, perfect. So that's the question. And that goes to what I was going to talk about, music promo services, do's and don'ts. Okay. So... There are so many of these services out there. Um, you need to be careful. There are some do's and don'ts. There's some things that you have to be aware of. If anybody ever promises you results, it's probably a scam or it's probably bots. Bots are horrible. The last thing you want to do is pay for 5,000 uh, Instagram uh, you know, followers or something like that and then it's all bots. The reason is because every time you put a post out and you only get like two likes, but you got like 10,000 followers, that's weird. And a lot of people, everyone sees right through that. Um, that's not a good marketing strategy. However, if you pay for a service, let's say more like an agency type of approach where you're paying for a service of people to solicit your music to blogs and it's a reasonable price and it's a budget you're comfortable with maybe losing just to try it out. That's okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And uh, Maurice says, yes, Disco is made by music supervisors for music supervisors. The subscriptions are $10 per month after a free trial. Yeah. That's the basic, that's the basic, uh, you know, rundown of it. It's amazing. Um, it's a really great platform. And then in this context, you know, it, yeah, it is, it is absolutely for soliciting your music to music supervisors, but it's also happens to be a killer uh, CRM and email marketing campaign for um, playlist submissions. So if you use it, you can use it for both, which is amazing. So um, music promo services, just don't, here's again, the rule, you don't want to have your music removed from Spotify because you paid somebody to playlist your music and they're like, yeah, we're going to give you a million streams for a uh, hundred bucks. And then Spotify finds out that it's all the same accounts playing it on repeat and um, you get your music taken down and that's actually horrible. And uh, that's like a, a stain on your career. You know what I'm saying? To have to be able to go out and, and re-put that out under a different ISRC um, and have that taken down. That's horrible. That sucks. Another tool is, like I was saying earlier, is texting. 
Um, there are plenty of services out there. You don't need to give your um, like your actual like you know mobile phone number. Um, there's business lines, all kinds of stuff like that. That's a great way um, uh, as a tool to text. If you have your phone already, that's a tool. Texting is great. And I say that because um, it's like 90 something percent of people who get a text message will read it as opposed to two to five percent of people who get an email will actually read it. A lot of people open it, but not a lot of people read the entire thing. And then even less people will click on a link in there. So like I think for me, I'm looking at like um, a 40 to 50 percent open rate, which is really good. Um, and then a maybe a 5% click-through rate if I'm lucky. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's everything's based on funnels and actions and stuff. So it's super important. So moving on, QR codes. QR codes are a great tool. Those are free. You can make them on your own to go to those landing pages if you're going to put something out in the real world. I'll give you an example. If you're still pressing music, I'll even show you in my book here. Um, I've got QR codes to my website and to my Patreon there. So if you get a free, let's see if it focuses. Ah, there we go. Cool. So if you find this in a store, you go, oh, what is this? And you see, oh, it's a QR code. I'm going to get some people checking it out, which is pretty neat. So um, you take that omni-channel approach. So QR codes are great. Anything you could think of that's in the physical world, you can put a QR code in a tasteful way and link that to your music as a landing page. Um, but you also want to think about value when you start doing. Don't just put out a uh, a QR code. Just stick it on a light pole. No one's gonna no one's gonna do anything with that. Okay, cool. The very last one I want to talk about is the obvious one, but the one everybody gets wrong all the time, and that is social media. That's your biggest tool. It's the biggest free one, and a lot of people don't use it the right way. So. Um, now, I say that because that, that's a big umbrella that includes buying ads and all kinds of stuff. Um, and so um, there's a lot of different um, strategies that go into social media strategy, which could be, uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's a subcategory of marketing strategy. So you should have a social media strategy. Your social media strategy is not meant to... Um, explode your content from the bottom of that funnel because again you can't have more people who buyers than people are aware of you you have to think about like how do you keep your audience engaged that is what social media is for when you're talking about people who create things um so social media is super important now here's what i'll recommend that you do instead of spending a bunch of time playing video games, watching movies, whatever, the best thing you could do is to go take some courses on Facebook um, uh, ads. Those are going to change your life because once you start getting into Facebook ads, you see how they start making money because they, ha they Facebook, Meta, whatever, has the best, the best um, like uh, breakdown of demographics that you can actually market to. I'll give you an example. I don't want to actually show this stuff on the podcast, maybe in a pod, maybe in a Patreon episode or something, or something that's not, that's um, you know, not distributed out because I don't want people looking at like uh, personal information. But 
you could literally go in and basically say, I need everybody who's into this specific artist that has these hobbies that went to an event that like pizza or whatever. And you can come up with a marketing strategy backwards based on what kind of tools you have available to you, which is super cool. So um, now I want to um, talk just a little bit more about social media. Then we're going to move into a quick break and then we're going to come back for Q&A. Uh, EJ, I see your your, uh, your question there um, or your statement and we're going to talk about that in our Q&A section. So um, social media is super important. It's a really great place to run ads. Really great place. I have not run ads yet on my book. I've done it for other things. Um, It's been a game changer if you really know what you're doing, but you have to be afraid to make mistakes. Sorry, you have to be afraid not to make mistakes. Sorry, I'm saying this backwards. I need to go get some coffee, guys. You can't be afraid to make mistakes. That's what I'm trying to say. This is a great episode full of tongue twisters. Um, so anyways, um, we can go through a whole like uh, episode two on social media strategy. I know I did get a lot of responses from people um, about um, what types of episodes they would like for me to, to, uh, to cover, like subject matters for me to cover. Um, I hear you. A really cool one I thought was, was good with what kind of music tools to use to create music. That's good for people who are getting started all that kind of stuff. I think I have a unique approach to how I make music, but I think everybody does. Um, I use very specific tools. I really don't mind sharing that. But if you do want me to cover something, let me know. Send me an email. Message me on Instagram. Join my Discord server. Whatever you want to do, I'm available everywhere. So let me know what kind of subjects you would like for me to cover. Any suggestions, any of that good stuff. So here's what I'm going to do. Instead of playing another ad, uh, I'm going to do a quick break. Give me two minutes. I'm going to grab some water and then we will be right back. Okay. Thank you, everybody. I've been talking a lot and I got so thirsty. Um, I had to get some water, guys. Um, So right before we start going into the Q&A section, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's watching, listening, all that kind of stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, It means a lot to me. It really does. I can't say that enough um it, it it's it's been great being able to talk to all these great people helping them out with their career and i think today we need one more youtube subscriber so if you're not subscribed on youtube uh we need one more we can hit a hundred um subscribers that's a big deal um to me you know i don't get a plaque or anything but maybe i'll make my own you know what i'm saying anyways um, EJ, my cousin is an assistant at Aftermath. I want, uh, let's say, uh, I want to do it independently and organically, or at least until I'm able to do a distribution deal with the label working with my company to do music with me as an artist, even if I have to incorporate my LLC as an S corp for tax purposes and use my artist expenses as tax write-offs to reinvest and expand my appeal. Okay. So I think that was well, not really a question, but it's, it's a good topic. So there are two things in here from my interpretation. The first one is, is, um, forming an LLC, uh, incorporate my LLC to do an S corp for tax purposes, um, to do artist expenses and tax write-offs and reinvest to exp- Yes. Okay. Um, LLCs are good. S corps are good. 
corporations are good. If you're an artist and you're trying to make money, if you're spending money, um, I cannot offer you financial advice because I'm not certified in any of that kind of stuff. But I would imagine that, because um, I do this myself, that um, a lot of people overcomplicate the LLC corporation thing. And it really depends on what you're trying to do. It may or may not cost you more money long term to go into a corporation because it depends on how you're paying yourself. But if you're reinvesting your money back into your career, like for example, doing marketing campaigns, things like that, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. So EJ, I would say that's a good idea if you're able to, to keep your accounting clean. And a lot of people don't. So accounting is, um, could be a lot of work once you start getting to a certain, a certain level. But yeah, what's cool though, is that let's say you have all these subscriptions and costs and stuff that goes under uh, a write-off and you can even count it as a loss in your taxes. Again, not financial advice, but it's, you know, what I, you know, saying from experience, we'll say that, um, in terms of. Your cousin is an assistant at Aftermath, uh, but you want to do it independently and organically, or at least until you're able to do a distribution deal with a label working um, with your company. Okay, look, my opinion, no one's going to know your career better than yourself, but look, here's my recommendation. Use your uh, cousin as just a, a network not as a connection to a deal. I don't know if that's what you're trying to say or not. Um, I've been to Aftermath twice, like to the studio. I know the manager there, Paul. Um, he's a really cool guy. I know how they hire interns and all that kind of stuff. Because I, when I worked at the, the uh, school, we would send people over there for, for internships and stuff sometimes. Um, my recommendation is like, don't even think, just pretend like labels don't exist. That's your best mentality. You, you don't need it. Why do you need a distribution deal? You don't. You can go do this on your own. It literally gives you nothing. It gives you nothing. They all, and, and they're going to take more from you than you can provide for yourself. And here's the other thing. Be patient. A lot of people don't like that. Um... A lot of people don't like the fact that patience is a huge part of success. And what I'm saying is, let me give you an example. Let's say you get to the point in your career where um, you start making some money. Let's say you make $40,000 a year in profit after you you know calculate expenses and all that, pay taxes, whatnot. $40,000 a year. And now people are paying attention to you because that's actually a lot of streams, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, marketing exactly. So hear me out. So uh, so now you're making how much money? Forty forty thousand dollars. And someone comes to you and says, "Hey, we're going to take a slice of what you're doing, um, but we're going to put more money into the marketing, and 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 basically, where are you putting the music? Soliciting. That's it. How much are they taking from you? Um, is it worth that much? And then how much more time do you need running your own strategy to get to where they're promising you to be? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so if they go, cool, like you're going to make all this money. Well, how much longer do you need running your own strategy before you hit a million dollars a year? 
Because if you can make $40,000 a year making music, you can make a million dollars a year making music. But you keep all your ownership. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying patience is a huge part of success because a lot of people sign the wrong deal because they're not patient enough to um, to let it play out because they think that there's like some sort of make it plateau or something or like um, moment. And it's not like that. It's like, it's again, it's no different than running your own business, owning a restaurant. It's all the same thing. So I would just say, be patient, use your strategy, pretend like labels don't exist, and then tell people to kick rocks. If they come to need you to sign something, tell them to kick rocks. I mean, that's what they're, I'm just saying this because they're in the business of making money from you, meaning they're taking money from you and they're going to make more money on the back end, which you could literally just hire someone to do all the stuff that they're going to be doing for you, make more money, keep all of your rights. Like if you're making $40,000 a year off your music, think about this. Do you need that $40,000 a year to live off of? Do you have a full-time job? Because that's, in my opinion, $40,000 a year would not, in my situation, would not equate to me wanting to quit my job. Because it's for, you're never, it's never going to be stable anyways. But imagine if you could hire someone part-time at $20,000 a year and what they could do for you. Or you could pay someone to run your social media strategy at $1,000 a month, which is a lot less, and what kind of results would that give you? You know, there's so many options out there, and and, get, and in my opinion, giving away your ownership is, is always the last resort. You know what I'm saying? So, but really good statement and questions, a great conversation. Um, so while we're waiting for a second, does anybody have a question burning in their mind or any other thing they're working on they wanna talk about? And the crowd is quiet. <laughs> Must have been a good one. Now, if you have other questions about music in general, it could be about anything, not just marketing and all that kind of stuff. It could be about anything for this segment. I need to make like a stinger for the Q&A section. Um, just type in the comments. I'm going to wait just a second. Just kind of talk if you're thinking of something. Otherwise, uh, we'll, we'll call it a call it a day. I've been streaming for an hour and a half. So it's been a lengthy discussion and I appreciate everybody participating. So anyways, um, just to kind of recap what we're talking about with marketing, it's about value and what you have to offer and figuring out out of the you know thousands of people who's going to click on your stuff. You know what I'm saying? I started eating wings. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Love wings. Um, all right, check this out. So, for everybody in here that's chatting right now, I want to say thank you so much for participating. I love doing this. This is so much fun. And uh, if you're watching or listening to this later, because I get uh, way more views after the fact, which I appreciate everybody. Um, if you haven't signed up for the, uh, the book, go ahead and do so. That is all in the description of the video or the podcast platform. Uh, you covered everything I was confused about. 
uh, hey, that's awesome. There's I'm always confused about stuff, you know. So, um, and you're very welcome. And I've got so much more we can talk about. So um, I want to talk about NFTs, but that's gonna be a, a I think a, a saucy one. You know what I'm saying? So um, I want to talk about NFTs. I want to talk about all kinds of stuff. I want to talk about content strategy. I want to talk about making music. I want to talk about solicitation. And here's another thing no one talks about with your music career. Selling, sales. No one talks about sales, you know? A file management or, or project structured uh, packages. Yes, I'm building my own website, but I think I'm going to start over, do it again after hearing your discussion. Uh, Mo, yo, that what my website's changed so many times, but... Uh, I appreciate you, um, you know, listening to the conversation and, and taking any sort of uh, advice from it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this up right now. Thank you so much. We're going to get to 100 subscribers on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button, the notification bell, all that good stuff. Follow me on all your favorite platforms. I am there. And this is actually a pretty cool episode. Um, I appreciate everyone commenting and everything. And if you haven't checked out the Patreon Go ahead and check out that Patreon. Um, I'm not saying you have to click on it. You have to buy stuff. But at least know what's available. At least know what we're offering. So what we do, uh, I'm going to start doing this on Sundays now uh, for the, my Patreon people. Um, and uh, we're going to do a Zoom call weekly on Sundays. So look out for that email from Patreon and you get a, a little bit more personal time with me face-to-face, which is always really cool. We're going to drop another playlist, uh, contact list, which is going to be awesome. Um, so I really appreciate it. Um, I definitely would love to know more about an NFT, how to um, how to get an NFT. Yes, absolutely. How to do logos. Thank you for doing this. Um, uh, whatever, whatever anybody need, I can do. Okay, cool. Um, I, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of awesome episodes. The other thing is, is that, um, I'm going to have people on the show doing zoom interviews on the show. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff so that I'm really excited for. Um, we'll do that, th- um, towards the middle of the year. I just want to make sure I don't have any, uh, tech glitches, you know? So, um, Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. I hope everybody has a great day, and I will see you next week. Make music every day.